Ungefragt. Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture. All while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and my kids think I'm cool, but... This week, all the candy is finally catching up to me because I got stuck in my boots. To hear what and how, you'll have to wait until the end of the show and listen. It's a good one, so you don't, you can't miss it and this funny story. Welcome to episode 3 of My Kids Think I'm Cool But Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about dads and their experience living in Denmark, and especially being a first-time father in an international country. I think it is so fascinating the different experiences parents have while living abroad. I can't really relate to what goes on with a dad, so I have Dave actually here to answer all my questions since he has a daughter here in Denmark with his girlfriend, Anna, who is from Poland. Dave is from Chile, and you probably have heard him a couple times go in and out of my radio show, so I think it's very important for you guys to hear who is in the other side of the mic. Dave, we want to say hi? Of course I want to say hi. Hi, you forgot to put the mic Yeah, I forgot to unmute the thing. I'm doing quite a lot of things because what you didn't mention is I am the technician. Yes, you are. That's actually on my next script. You skipped over me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I fuck it up? Can I say fuck it? Yeah, that's fine. I I have it censored on my um, podcast. So I wrote on there that cussing will be be on. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yes, Dave also records my episodes so you guys can hear uh, me clearly and all my music. That music on my intro is actually from him too. So he's a very talented mus- musician. And uh, besides being a musician, he is a dad. And this is why I thought it was really important to have him on this show and for you guys to know who he is. Um, and... Dave, you want to do a, a little introduction about yourself? Uh, how do you feel actually being the first dad to be on this podcast Privilege. and radio show? I feel privileged. Don't you feel special? Yeah, of I course I you? do feel special. I always feel special. Perfect. Um, since I've been getting to know Dave, actually, uh, we've been working for a month together, getting this uh, podcast going with intros and everything. Do you mean eating McDonald's? Yeah, that, that too. Yeah, <laughs> we have a secret um, that we actually go to a McDonald's every time we go to it's we come to the radio. It? Yeah, it is. We're, we're fat. horrible with each other because we go to McDonald's. I get a coffee and we get sandwiches together. And then lately we've been doubling the order. <laughs> so yeah, but he has like the best stories. I think uh, real life stories. So before we get started in the dad question, okay, let's. Let's hear a short, interesting story about yourself. Nothing in my pre, life pre, is short. Pre-dad. Nothing pre-dad. in my life is let's, short. Let's keep it short. <laughs> pre-dad moment. It's moments. really hard to choose a short story. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I was thinking about this one. Because you did send me a little, a little, how do you call it? A little peek into probable questions for today. And uh, I was thinking, I was inclined, oh, do I find a story with my dad? Because it's a dad show. But then... I think I'm going to run for the first one that comes into my head. Okay, brilliant. I got one. So here I am sailing 
the world. I went sailing across the Caribbean for like a year and a half. Uh, and we managed to get into Jamaica, you know, me and my co-conspirators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've been in Jamaica already in the Grill, in Montego Bay, but we wanted to a sort of secluded place because everything was kind of, you know, tourist. And so we got recommended to go to a place called Discovery Bay, which wow. was, was the place where uh, Columbus came to Jamaica. Okay. Beautiful place, a bay, you know. There was a few houses, not many people, not nobody around really, you know. And uh, and we were there, we were young and wild, uh, and we were in Jamaica, and we wanted to make a wheat, wheat cake. Wow. So <laughs> we already got hold in Montego and Negril of some of the spices that we needed for the cake, but we didn't have eggs. <laughs> So that's important. It's very important for a cake, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided to look into the map, the, the chart that we have, and the sets that it was close to the little bay that we were, a little a little village called Rio Buena, yeah. which is actually in Spanish is Rio Bueno. Yeah. The pronunciation in Jamaica was Rio Buena. Yeah. Um, uh, so we went. We walked through a highway. Me and Miguel, which was the one that decided to go with me, this was at, what, 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. You know, Jamaica, crazy people driving in the highway, you know, because it was jungle, highway, jungle. Yeah. So you are squeezing, you know. And we got to this little, I mean, it was a fisherman town, tiny, beautiful but tiny. And, you know, we're looking around, and there is like a shack. Yeah. You know like with the made out of pretty much a metal yeah. roof and sides, no windows, only a door mm -hmm. or, or the hole for getting in. And it had sort of like an Estrella advertisement for ice cream and stuff. And we saw, oh, okay, that's a shop, you know, and it's from inside there's music coming in out, yeah. you know, like hardcore ragamuffin. But it's, yeah, well, let's go and buy X, you know? Yeah. So we walk in, there is a lady, an old lady, behind a sort of counter thing yeah uh, that look at us quite suspicious and we walk in this is this dark place and it's like i mean you can literally see the light only coming from underneath because yeah. there was no windows a part of a door that was next to the counter that went to the other side and there is three figures in the darkness <laughs> a lady and two guys in the back drinking beer yeah and we got approached and we said to the lady hey do you have some eggs we want to buy some eggs. And one of these guys start shouting at us. Yeah. Patwa, hardcore Patwa, you know. And you probably don't understand anything, but you can see that the guy wasn't really happy about something. So we kind of ignore him and try to talk to the lady, tell yeah. him how many eggs and stuff. And the lady just look at us and took off through that door. Yeah. To get the eggs from the chickens. <laughs> because <laughs> they were chickens. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly my friend Miguel... Yeah. Get my shoulder and turn me around. And this guy that keep shouting in the background yeah. all the time is just walking very drunk, closer to us. Yeah. You know, where the light can actually you see walking with a revolver. With that old okay. fashioned revolver. Whoa. Like, and I'm like, Whoa <laughs> I'm in shock, man, you know. Yeah. And this he's so drunk and one of the his friend is trying to pull him back. Yeah. You know, like contain him. So is the woman. Yeah. And the guy's fighting them, you know, like, and he get loose. Yeah. And he just 
boom, right Fell on the his floor. Face. On yeah. his face, unconscious. And the revolver dropped like half a meter away from me. Yeah. And I'm like, I grab the revolver. His mate is running out of the door. Yeah. The lady is coming with the eggs, runs back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to wherever she was coming from. And the lady that was with this man yeah. goes in front of me and said, like, please don't kill him, don't kill him. And I'm like, what? You're like, I just know. What <laughs> is going on, man? I just want to make... So I literally, I don't know what to do, man. So I just grab and I choke her. I put it in my bag and I go and help her to get this guy standing up. Yeah. At this moment, the old man, that the husband of this yeah. lady that was... So selling eggs walking with a shotgun yeah <laughs> and it's like oh everything is okay and I'm, I'm alright I leave this guy this guy was like bleeding from his face man yeah. he fell really hard I said to Miguel get the eggs and I start walking this man with this woman I said like where do you want me to take him yeah okay let's take him home you know? yeah and we start walking through this town called Rio Buno yeah <laughs> And uh, we went, and we have to climb this little hill. At that at that point, I'm telling you, the whole town, the whole village was out, yeah. surrounding us, looking at us. Uh, what are these know? people doing? Yeah, and, and they heard the guy. They probably this guy went like, "This is crazy. He wanna kill some, you know." Um, <laughs> we went inside. Listen, I put that guy in the bed, man. Yeah. With this woman. Did, did you tuck him in too? No, 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 I didn't. But, you know, I put the guy in the bed. We cleaned his face. I gave this woman the revolver. Yeah. After a while, because I knew that, well, that he cannot kill me now. Yeah. You know, like, it will be kind of weird. Yeah. He, you uh, helped him, and then yeah, he yeah. went over and looked and for you. And then to we got you. The, his family came in, his cousins. I don't know if they were his cousins, but they say, no, we're the cousins, man. And we have a little chicken barbecue outside of the... You became uh, friends with his family. <laughs> well, but this guy, you know, but we stayed there for like an hour and a half more, yeah. you know. Uh, it was a, a beautiful place and they used to do these long giraffes in wood. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember that they were all carving, you know, they probably did that for a living, uh, a part of fishing. And, and we left and we did the cake. Yeah, <laughs> we got the eggs, and we have a beautiful afternoon. The morning after, yeah, we are sitting there in the cockpit of the boat, <laughs> and there is at uh, the far in the sea, you know, from the beach, yeah. is coming, you know, like a canoe. Yeah, which it wasn't a canoe; it was a lock of wood. Yeah, you know, and that someone is coming in a lock of wood towards the boat. There was the only boat in that bay because it was, yeah. yeah, and he keeps doing like you know with his arm like yeah, hey, and keep getting closer and it's this man man that the night before that you know, tried to threaten you with the yeah, revolver <laughs> exactly George George is coming in with a bunch of bananas <laughs> and saying like my brother I'm so sorry for yesterday I brought you bananas man oh my god <laughs> see this is why I say you have the most yes, interesting stories and I wanted to start the episode off a pre-dad question before you became a dad and what your life was before having Gabrielle. It was crazy. <laughs> but now it's a bit more calm. So <laughs> I wanted to... <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Maybe, Is I don't know. <laughs> I would have known you, only known you for a month, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm settled now, man. Yeah. I'm settled. I'm not... not I'm, I'm behaving. <laughs> for now. Yes. Um, but one of my question is, the famous question, I guess every international gets that lives in Denmark is what brought you to Denmark? Uh, I know it's not the good weather. So why 
are you here in Denmark? I actually do enjoy the weather. I'm not that bothered. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm not that bothered. Uh, I was married with, married with a Dane. Okay. I was married with a Dane for many years. Okay. And we live in England together. We met there. Okay. And then we decided to move here back in to the warm and cozy weather of <laughs> Denmark. Yeah. And then we split up. Yeah. And then okay. I, at that point, I, you know, I started making a life here. So you enjoyed living here versus England then? <laughs> versus England. Should, you decided to stay. I, I, so. I would like to have those sort of wise answers, like a Yoda. Like, yeah. Hmm. Me? No. But I don't. I, I never. I don't know if I enjoy living them. I don't know if I enjoy living anywhere. Yeah. Uh, nowadays. Yeah. You know. But uh, uh, I'm happy. That's what matters. I think. You know. But so how long have you lived here in Denmark now? Seven years. I seven think. years. Yeah. Okay. And would you? go back to England or you think it's um, you're going to stay here for a little bit and then see where the wind blows you <laughs> anywhere the wind blows yeah you just follow wherever your wind blows <laughs> yeah uh, it's a good question I mean there is things I miss of England yeah how about Chile home so home many country. years ago yeah you, you don't know, even it's, remember it's, it's, no it has changed as well man. yeah I don't know I, it, it is the same thing the same answer like for instance I would love to go back to England because of the music scene maybe or? Mm, it could be for the music scene it was it was a bit more exciting there was a lot of people doing things yeah you know like it was good yeah uh, but that changed okay. as well before i moved here you know like the music scene especially in london when i was where i was based kind of start dying out yeah so it's not that I will go back to England and the music thing will be what it used to be when I was living there in the heyday. Those those were the times. <laughs> um, uh, England has something that I like. It's the social aspect of it. Okay. It's easy to get on with people. It's yeah, easy to get to because of the language. And it's not even the language. It's a cultural thing. You know, yeah. you go to a pub, people make their social lives out yeah. of the house, and it's not hard to get to talk to mm -hmm. to people. It is it's easy to relate. Yeah. You know, and Denmark doesn't have that life outside of the house that, that easy. Yeah, the hugle. Yeah, they, they do it inside, mm -hmm. you see. And if you break in and you get to know them, you will have your social life in that thing. Yeah. But it's different, you see. It's different because you need to call someone to go there. Yeah. Or to, you know. You, you can't to, just enter. You just, <laughs> you just not, it's, in England, it's just, oh, I feel like I'm going to go and check what's going on yeah and you just walk into a pub and you might see one of your mates or not or you talk to the bartender or you you know like it's that's the culture yeah you know even if you're not going there for the beer you're you just there I mean. to hang out yeah it's almost the same in the u.s yes just to go and hang out um outside your house it's not co it's common to meet for dinners and go for a drink yeah or and go it, somewhere outside of the house and it was similar to the culture i come from like which is a, a more latin culture yeah yeah, in the more Latin culture, someone knock on your window, like, uh, unexpectedly. or Thur ring the Throw bell. rocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, uh, hey, how are you doing? Hey, hey, comfort. Yeah, we're having dinner. You want some, you know? Uh, that aspect of it's not common here. And sometimes no. that is what I miss. No, definitely <coughs> not. Here, you know? it has to be scheduled. You need to have a one-month advance before you go visit someone. You can't <laughs> yeah, just, well, like, pop up and ring the doorbell. True. Oh, well, I have friends, that Danish friends, that... Yeah. I just show up in their houses and they show up in mine. Yeah. And well, not now because I don't live in the same city that I used to live before, but that, you know, that we have that 
so nobody no not everybody is the same but it's definitely less yeah present in the culture no so, it's not and i had to get used to that yeah. where i had to schedule everything with someone like you have to schedule something two months in advance if it's someone's birthday <laughs> yeah well i can it? i can i can lend you some crazy friends <laughs> <laughs> But let's let's talk about your amazing little family. Your girlfriend Anna is awesome. Anna is actually the one that helped me with my website and to get me started on this podcast. So I think it's so awesome. Uh, this is uh, how Dave and I actually met is through her. And thank you, Anna, for lending me David, Dave, actually, uh, for a couple hours during the day, <laughs> every Thursday. And you also have your daughter Gabriella, um, and. During the whole process of, you know, Anna being pregnant and um, doing the birthing and colding, and I think you guys were in colding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you cannot or, have children. Or not colding, but in, any, anywhere. Um, what was the significance? Um, for a dad, it's different from a mom. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, definitely. Yeah, I definitely. Didn't, I did notice that bit. Um how did you handle the the situation while while your significant other was there in I, pain? I was all right, mate. Well, you're all right. Are you I, sure? I, you didn't faint. You didn't. No, uh, I, did I, Anna I, scream at you or do no, anything? Uh, she did call me. I think she called me an asshole at some point or a cunt or no. no I doubt that she said cunt because she's such a lady. But I think <laughs> she did say to the to the midwife, "He's an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I thought it was quite funny. I have a background, and uh, when I, I, my family background is they used to work in with medical stuff. Okay. So my dad used to have a couple of companies that he used to sell medical equipments and medical things. And when I sort of was in university, and I finished university, I went to work with him, which meant that I would spend a lot of times in hospitals. Okay. Even since a child, you know, sometimes yeah. my dad will have a medical emergency, he will take me to the hospital, he will go into the surgery, and I will hang out that with the nurses or whatever, you know, wait. So, and when I start working, I used to have at least five surgeries a week. Okay, so you're used in. to the process. So I, I, for me, hospitals are really natural places to, okay. uh, not natural places, but I'm just so used to it that I don't freak out. Yeah. And, so uh, you're the cool and collective dad instead uh, of the nervous I, wreck. I want to believe I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was I was quite I was calm. I seen birds before, and you know, so I wasn't surprised. I was I was just making sure that Anna was comfortable. Well, it's hard to be comfortable when you're giving birth, but yeah. you know, at least she felt that her asshole was there. <laughs> at least you were you were there for support. Yeah, you emotional tried. support. The emotional, or maybe Honey, the, I brought some beers and some friends. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> the emotional screaming, like she can scream at you, <laughs> take out. Yeah, pretty much her the, anger. The, a punch bowl. Yeah, a punch bowl. <laughs> Human punch bowl. Yeah, <laughs> a punch back. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, it was, but it was important though because it did have the emotional side that is my daughter that is coming in. Yeah. So that side obviously made a difference. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I was, uh, I wasn't freaking out. Yeah. If that's. Uh, Were you excited to have um, Gabrielle come? Like, you know, oh being yeah. a first time, first time father. It's well, that's what that's that's what I know that yeah. I'm the first time father. I mean, I haven't been told different. Yeah, I haven't you, got no, that no letter or a knock like, on the door. Exactly. <laughs> Here's your baby. Exactly. <laughs> Are you Dave? Yes. <laughs> well, 
18 years ago, <laughs> my mom was traveling. <laughs> yeah. So was it really a special moment for you um, to hold Gabriella and uh, for the first time and say, like, oh, my gosh, this is my child, you know? Yes. Yeah. How was, can you describe the feeling? <laughs> it was a warm winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, it was beautiful. I mean, what else can, can you say? I mean, yeah. it was wonderful. But, yeah. I mean, it was a, a bit of a complicated birth. Yeah, I heard. It had, it had complications, and and Gabriela kind of didn't come straight on. Woohoo, here yeah. I am. Listen, I brought chocolates. No. Yeah. She she had to be kind of revived and stuff. Yeah, okay. But as soon as she came into the, you know, as soon as she starts screaming and crying. Yeah. The first thing that she did, she went and grabbed my finger. Boom. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. That's what she Automatically, did. Automatically. Yeah. Grab my finger and hold on to it. Yeah. And that, it just broke me. It was yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is the best thing in the world. You know? Yeah. And You're like, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> Sorry, dad. I was a <laughs> not so <laughs> Uh, uh, and then obviously they didn't give her to Anna immediately because she needed to go to a um, surgery a, or I, I no no surgery but then when we, they took us out me and her yeah to another place to make sure that she was breathing they put oxygen yeah. on her and stuff yeah and then I stayed with her for like two hours okay and then she was lying on top of me and yeah the skin to skin yeah and uh, and and that was 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 beautiful I mean it's you know, like you truly don't really experience it until the baby's born. Really. Yeah. You know, because yeah, the mom is in contact with it and you kind of imagine what is happening and you are thinking, mm, you know, but the, that feeling just comes when, when the baby's born. You can't prepare for that feeling. You don't know, you don't know what good, it is yeah, until it, it, it's really there. That's good for a lyric. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. for that feeling. Now your next mu next song, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, with all the complications uh, that you just mentioned, do you think you got the best care in in Denmark? Um, what could have yeah best care that they took care of Anna Gabriella during the whole process? Mm, oh, I think in that in that context, in the context that we were, it was good. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's, it's it's truly a matter. I mean, knowing a little bit about how how these things work, it's truly a matter of context. I mean, if it was something more complicated, probably could have gone totally sour because the equipment or the thing is not in that hospital. Yeah. I mean, you need to know that you know for complicated stuff, you need to go to Udense. Yeah. That that so that can basically be. In. So for this particular event. The team reacted extremely efficiently and fast. Okay. So in that sense, I'm conscious that that was good. Yeah. But it's very different, you know. Like in 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 Denmark, you have a midwife. Yeah. You don't have a doctor. No. Which I think in many aspects of it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, because when you have a system that put a doctor, the doctor take in a in a way an approach like. Being pregnant is a disease, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know because it's 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 another approach. It's super different. Yeah, you know, and a midwife take birth like it, it, it's a different, and I like it. I like it that way. Yeah, you know, but uh, 
and 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 they do have the stuff, the medical stuff, they're available in case that something goes yeah. a wire. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I know of opinions that might think that it's rather better to have a doctor there because they might be better at spotting some problems mm -hmm. before birth. You yeah. know, and that might there might be a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm not entirely. I I I wouldn't claim to have the, how do you call it, the authority yeah. in saying that that's right or wrong. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I just I, think experience. You think? Do you think that like you got taken care of, Anna? And yeah, I yeah. mean that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, like the, the experience in terms of uh, I, I I do like it because it does take sort of the industry of me the medical industry away yeah. from away from from that process quite a lot and and it was kind of refreshing for me you yeah. know because uh, you know the the other way around can be sort of i mean uh, more more invasive in terms of you know it's more like a mandate this is what we're doing yeah <laughs> while with the midwife and the and the whole process here was a bit more like listen this is another thing we're just gonna dance around oh, okay hold hands and sing so they explain they explain everything yeah and it, it was okay it was yeah. okay um, with the three cultures in the house, uh, how do you guys handle language? Uh, are you only Spanish while Anna is Polish, English in the house, and then Danish in daycare? How, how is that? Um, how are you guys handling that in, in the household? Because I know there's a lot of families here in Denmark that has five, six language going on within, within the household. We're just going with it. <laughs> I mean, how we handle it, I'm handling it. Yeah, but Maybe do you speak not, Spanish? I speak, yeah, I speak Spanish with. Okay, and then does Anna speak, speak, I speak Polish, Polish yeah. to her? And then we speak English between each other. And yeah, with Alexandra, she's Alexandra speak English to her. Yeah. So, but she's also she speaks Danish and English. Who Alexa Alexandra? Yeah. I think she speaks. I never heard her speaking Danish around man. Never. Yeah. No. Maybe only at school because she goes to international school. Okay. So, so okay. I think that she lost a little bit of her Danish after she started going to international school. Yeah. I, I'm aware that she used to speak perfect Danish before. Yeah. So and Gabriela obviously is, they speak Danish to her in the Vogestua. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For me, I only speak English to my kids because I need like English is very important for for my kids because all my family speaks English back home in the U.S. And in order for them to communicate with her, with my kids, if I take them back, is for them to know English. But my husband and everyone else around is Danish. But it's incredible how their brain switches yeah. automatically. Danish, English. Uh, she'll look at me, English, look at daddy, uh, Danish, immediately, or grandparents, Danish, and switch so quick. Yeah, you know, I, we were having this conversation with Anna yeah. the other day because we were talking about Gabriel loves music. I mean, I start putting her music videos. Yeah. Or no music videos. I, I like to listen or watch live concerts. Yeah. Uh, and she picked up on it since she's little, so she loves sitting with daddy and watching live music. Yeah. You know, that's of so the weirdest stuff ever. You know, and, you know, not even now. Now she's one and three months, but even when she was seven months, she will remember the melodies, okay? Yeah. So I was explaining to Anna that there is a period in time that babies, if you 
put them in 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 contact with complex uh, music, let's say complex ways of jazz. Yeah. Or they actually is more chances for them to develop a, a develop a capacity of being able to pick every single note. You know, to, uh, total a total year understanding, and it's because babies are are wired for languages and music is language. Yeah, it's a it's a different language, but it's language. Yeah, you know, so for them they're wired for it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you actually put babies complex, it, it always shocked me that in I don't know TV shows for every single thing that is made for babies or kids they put the most dull music ever. Yeah. Well, they can take really complex stuff. Actually, she liked to listen to the complex stuff more than the the simple pop music now. Yeah. Because she's already understood the, the system, you know. Yeah. Uh, unconsciously, you know. And that's why they get the language super quick as well, you know. Like they can speak five languages. Yeah. If they actually grow up in that environment, no? Yeah. And I think it's incredible. And every child needs to be able to communicate in different languages. For me, when I was in the U.S., Um, my teacher told my parents that I should stop actually speaking Tagalog. And that's why I forgot it is because in the U.S. they only want you to speak English. Now it's different now. Of course, they want you to have multi-language Spanish, German, French. But before in the early 90s, the teachers were telling my parents that if I want to excel, I need to speak English. And that's why I actually forgot my language. And that's very sad. I know it is, but I understand it. And if I can, I can listen to listen to it. Um, or I can, if I want to learn it, I could probably learn it uh, pretty easily because I have understanding of it now. Mm -hmm. But it is important to have uh, two or three languages uh, for for children, uh, especially now because every, every, all the cultures are getting so um, merged together. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so when you were talking about music, I think I thought it would be really cool to take a little break and play a music that you actually produced or made and that you can share to people here in Aarhus okay. or in the podcast. I have shared in Aarhus already. You did? I have shared so many okay. things with people in Aarhus. Let's see. It's let's unbelievable. Uh, here we go. Again. Yes, it's a band. Oh, wait. You need to introduce it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was oh, putting my radio voice for introducing <laughs> the song. <laughs> so it's a band that uh, I'm currently working with. It's called Lazy Atomic Eye. Mm -hmm. And it's a weird, wonderful name. And uh, yeah, the name of the song is Lay Down Your Guns. And it's sung by the amazing Daniel Cruze. And well, guys, enjoy it. Thank you. 
that is Dave and uh, one of the bands that you're working with, right? Yes, indeed. You forgot to put the mic on again. Because <laughs> I'm not used to the talking. Yeah, can, while you, I'm can in you say who the band is? So if anyone wants to what look do you want? Uh, the band is called Lazy Atomic Eye. Okay, Lazy Atomic Eye. Yes. Yeah, you guys yeah. can check them out. Yes, uh, they can go to Bandcamp. Okay. And if they want this song, they can buy it. Oh, okay. Not you guys want to buy it? I'm or, not giving anything away yeah. anymore. You guys can buy it. <laughs> um, a little off the subject of the dad. Uh, how did you uh, become, or how did you know you wanted to be in the music business or a musician? Uh, I don't know. I was I was very young when I started. I was very good at artistic things in general. Okay. So I actually was very into drawing and painting when I was a kid. Okay. And I was very good at it, and uh, I was very involved into it because it was fun. Yeah. Then music came easy to me. I learned, you know, I remember getting a little keyboard and stuff. Yeah. And, and it was easy for me to get into anything. Mus uh, musical. Yeah. And other things too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was it was easy for me. And uh, and I think it was it was something that I did for fun until I actually because I I got involved with it, so I was playing music. Actually, I was getting paid for playing music since I was probably 15, 16. Okay. So it's yeah, natural. I, I, made a, I made a band when I was like 14 or 15, and then, or, well, I don't remember exactly, yeah, around that age. And um, and then we started getting paid for going to plays in little shows here, plays in parties, and so, but it was fun as, as I was fun drawing, you know. Yeah. I was having a lot of fun drawing as well. Um but one day, I don't know, I remember having been in a show and we lost the drummer. Yeah. And because uh, he went to study drumming in yeah. LA, actually, in, in Berkeley. And uh, so we, we got another drummer, a guy that I actually knew. Yeah. But I never heard him hear him playing drums or yeah. anything, you know. Like, And they were to they went out to rehearse for a show that was out of the city yeah when it and i couldn't go and travel because i was actually finishing school at that point okay and i needed to go i it was somewhere else so i yeah. went only to play the show and they rehearsed with him yeah and i remember jumping on the stage and playing and feeling like i was totally in connection with this guy like yeah like i can feel what he feels yeah which is something that i never experienced ever before yeah you know it was like click connection it's so probably something that you feel when you're in love with someone that you feel that you have this thing going on yeah it's like chemi it, chemistry yeah but but it's, it's weird because it was truly like feeling that i can understand his you know in a yeah. different way and since then i got hooked with music because that never went away yeah you know okay uh, so that's how, that's how you got started in yeah in, in, you know, in the music business. Very or, esoteric. Yeah. <laughs> and actually in the Philippines or in like in my family, um, there's a lot of like good singers in, in, in my family and everyone thinks like I can sing and technically I can't because that gene actually skipped me and went to all my entire family. And if I try to even singing it, it, to sing, it sounds like a cat pulling, uh, someone pulling a cat's tail. And yeah, my my singing voice, I never got it. My my family got it, and I didn't get it. And cat being pulled by the tail. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> well, you know, don't give up. 
<laughs> no, I've, I've already given up. I know I don't have the music gene. I will stick to talking and personality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, I think, I think, you know, every, every, uh, these things are quite, uh, are quite connected. I think that some people have the thing naturally. There's yeah. a lot of people that couldn't be musical and stuff, but that doesn't mean that a person that doesn't have it naturally, they can learn it. Because yeah. it's, it's quite, if you put the, the time and the hours behind, yeah. you can learn anything. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's and I, true. I have a, a dear friend of mine, one of the best guitarists I ever known. Yeah, I remember I was playing guitar and he was trying to learn and he was just like, I used to look and think like this guy has no talent for this man. Yeah. But he wanted it so much that he put the time and time and time. Yeah. And, time. and now he just he's an amazing well he's an amazing psychologist because he doesn't play music for a living. But <laughs> but he plays that guitar like nobody else. Man, yeah. You know. So it's it not, is. It's definitely you have to take the time and yeah. effort to do it. And, and singing is the same thing. Yeah. Um, but enough about that. Thank you for sharing, you know, how you You're got into welcome. music and sharing uh, the one of the music you mixed and produced uh, and get back to being a dad, <laughs> dad life. Yeah, well, um, since having your first child in Denmark, uh, does it does it change or did it change your perspective of being a parent now? Um, did you think it's what it was going to be when you became a dad? You know how some people think one way they're like oh d being a parent's this or being a parent's that and then all of a sudden they become a parent they're like no that's not what parenting is about mm, not really because i didn't really make up my mind yeah about whatever uh, so i didn't change any perspective of what will parent will be i'm not very good at kind of in 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 my personal life i'm not very good at thinking oh or idealizing a thing you mm -hmm. know I'm very good at doing that with other subjects, but I'm not necessarily put that into, for me it was like, oh, I'm gonna have a daughter. Okay, we'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it comes, come. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with the flow. And so far, so good. I yeah. mean, it's-, it's, it's well, She's so happy and- She's a, yeah. yeah she's so she, cute yeah, and happy, she's so. A, <laughs> she's starting to get a temper, man, <laughs> like me, you know? Latin she, temper. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I'm the happiest man in the world until I get angry. Till you snap. And then I go, I get all this South American sort of passion <laughs> out of myself. I squeeze it, yeah. <laughs> and she gets the same thing. She's like, yesterday, <laughs> she did it twice to Anna. She doesn't do it to me, I don't know yeah. why, but she does it to Anna. It's like, She she suddenly doesn't like something that happened, and she goes and starts hitting with the and walks out. Yeah, and goes and hide and goes and hide in in some part of the house, you know, and cries a bit. And then if you don't go and pick her up, she comes back and look at you like I'm angry. You know? Come get me. <laughs> Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's but, so funny. Yeah, but but she's she's actually a happy baby. Yeah, she's kind of very positive and yeah, happy go lucky. That's good. Yeah, and you know, nightmares after been, she's an easy baby, man. She always, is, since she was a baby, she slept the whole night. Yeah. You know, she's only complaining when she's sick. Sick, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to not having her happy. Yeah. So it's a kind of an easy job in that sense. I'm just waiting until she's 15. Yeah, that's that's when the hardship comes. Yeah, because Anna has a, a daughter that yeah. she's 14. So mm. this is preparing you, though. So yeah. now you know what to expect because you have. I think that at that point I'm probably gonna be able to buy a little house in the beach or somewhere <laughs> else. So like, guys, I see you in a couple of years. 
<laughs> so um, when you were young, did you ever think you would be raising your child in a different country besides uh, Chile? No, because when I was in Yana, I was like, I ain't having any kids. No? I didn't. ain't having them, man. <laughs> I had such an attitude. Yeah, I'm going to be free. I'm going to die young and beautiful. You never thought about having no, kids? No, I, I truly, I truly Did you think you were going to live outside of Chile? Mm, yes and no. Uh, depending on which point of my life. Yeah. When I was a kid, not no. really. I mean, no. actually, I did live out for a little bit mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Uh, and then and then I got this option because the political situation in Chile wasn't good at that point. That wonderful man, Pinochet, was there. Yeah. Uh, killing and torturing people. And um, not everybody, obviously. Otherwise, there wouldn't be anyone left. But um, I remember, and this is one of the reasons why I ended up in London. Yeah. I remember because my auntie Lila lived in London since the late 50s. And she will come back. And, yeah. you know, so every year she will come, or, or quite often she will come and Lila came, she played the guitar, and we would sit down at the table, have dinners, and, you know, she would talk. And at some point they offered to my parents, they said if they wanted, they can send me there to live with them for a year or two and go to school there yeah. in England, in London, because they were living in London. And I was 10, yeah. and I I was having none of it. I yeah. was like, no, I'm not going to leave my friends. And yeah. So I, I opposed to the idea. Yeah. And I opposed to so they didn't, at the end, they didn't. They they actually gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I was convincing. and uh, But that stuck with me in my head, man. Yeah. I was always thinking, like, I should have, I, I don't know, man, I should have go to London. But then I started traveling, and I got I got to be in London at some point, and I was like, I'm coming back. So, but that started happening later on, yeah. on my head. Okay. That's, I think that's the same for me. Like, I... When I I never thought I would leave Los Angeles because I thought Los Angeles uh, was the best place in the world to live. There was so much life there, uh, things to do from go to the beach or go to the mountains, all in one in a two hour drive. So I was always pretty much like Santiago. I don't know the geographic of San Diego, <laughs> but I know it was just a, a lifestyle I thought I would never move out to because I was always doing something active or out you know, partying with friends in different cities. Even when I was in high school, I was never in the, in the same city. I was always uh, everywhere in uh, different cities, uh, meeting friends. I would go to Long Beach. I would go to Los Angeles or even sneak off to Mexico because the drinking age in Mexico is 18 <laughs> versus the U.S. is 21. Naughty. I know. And my parents were really strict with me. Uh, so I'd probably, I was always sneaking off with my friends. Uh, but would I raise my kids in Los Angeles? I don't think so, because I think payback's a bitch, <laughs> and I would get it bad. So, But also, I think Denmark is a bit better to raise to raise uh, kids. And I, um, I, w- I will worry less here, because they don't have... Um, yes, the drinking age is younger here, uh, but it's not... I won't be a stress... Versus in Los Angeles, like if we lived in Los Angeles, I'd be like, "Oh, where are they?" Well, because 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 definitely Denmark is a bit more shelter. Yeah, sheltered. In that in that sense, no. Yeah, it's not that bad things happen. No, no, here, no. You know, they still do, but it's it's a smaller 
population around usually is well it's less people like probably los angeles how many millions live oh in los yeah angeles? tons and there's you know there's pockets that are super good and then there's pockets that's just like you would never go to or dare go to yeah. and unfortunately me as a as a, a teenager i was always like let's go to the bad area <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Let's go party! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember we were in a party in Long Beach, and they would call the SWAT team, and then all the you know who would have parole is because it's people hopping the the wall to run away, and we're like there with their hands up. Uh, we're. We, we were just walking by. <laughs> we were not part of the party. I'm not from around here. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, like like I said earlier, payback's a bitch. I'm pretty sure if we I raised my kids there, we the, moved there, it would come back ten times. <laughs> but you never know. If, it, if it's actually going to come back ten times, it will do it anyway. Yeah, I know. That's true. Anywhere. Anywhere in so, any country. But I, 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 I do think that, you know, I sometimes hear this. Yeah. From other people. Because I don't usually say that if the... It's, it's easy to yeah. have kids here because you have, you know, for instance, you have a year mm. of uh, maternity leave yeah. if you wish. So yeah, that's really Then nice. you get money from the kids, which you do in other European countries that have uh, welfare as well. Yeah. A welfare system. You might get more or less, depending. But uh, uh, in that sense, sort of it's easy. There is, I like sort of the philosophy for young kids in the schools and the the nurseries and kindergarten they have a, a, a sort of different approach than in other countries yeah you know i mean do, would i like my kid to go to a kindergarten in england more than in denmark maybe not yeah you know but uh, at the same time you know like would i br would i bring up my kid in london And I sometimes think, no, what a place to grow up. But then my cousin Alex, yeah, that grew up in London, since he was well, he was born there and grew up there, yeah, he's one of the most adorable human beings in the world. Yeah, you know, I love my cousin Alex. Yeah, shout out to her, to Alex. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wonderful man, an excellent drummer. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and he's beautiful. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if the Yeah, it's easy for the parents, I think, Denmark. Yeah, yeah it is. You know, but... Uh, you, you don't know. have so much worry, I think, here uh, versus um, for Los Angeles. I think I was giving my parents heart attack because I would be like, I'm going here and I'm going here. And it's like sneaking off to Mexico. It's like... <laughs> Who doesn't sneak up to Mexico, man? Come on. <gasps> I, I don't know. Everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> but would you I mean I wish I wish I I wish I was saying like what are you doing tonight I'm sneaking up to Mexico man <laughs> Tijuana <laughs> yeah Tijuana here I come bitches <laughs> but I, I I would if I put myself in my mom's shoe and in my I was m my daughter Mika I don't know what I would do myself I'm like oh my god my she's over there drinking and but she's yeah I just Yes, it would be difficult for me. Yeah. <laughs> Now I understand why my mom, when my mom said, just watch till you have kids, I'll be a cool mom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Now I understand, mom. Now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you want to raise Gabrie Gabriella back in Chile, if you can, or another country? Uh, if so, why? Well, nowadays, <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, is where, where do you run from this monster? 
really. Because uh, I, I don't listen. There is pros and cons everywhere. Yeah, there is. That's true. I, uh, and and you know, like uh, there is things that are great here in Denmark, but you know, have you seen the mountains where I'm from? Uh, they're it's, it's gorgeous country. You know, probably you get the same thing in when you are in California. You know, yeah, you get I miss the mountains, mountains and the sea. And the nature that. is strong. You know, you cannot get away from the nature. Even if you're in a city, the nature is there telling you. I mean, where in the city I grew up, yeah. it's bigger than Denmark in terms of population. <laughs> you know, and how, uh, much, how much population is I Santiago? I think there is like eight to nine million. I okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big town, man. And um, But, you know, the mountains, wherever you're in the city, the mountains are so high. It's the highest point of the Andes Mountains. It's the, yeah. high po- it's the highest point in the whole Americas. Yeah. This, this, the mountains are there all the time and you feel them, you know? Yeah. You know, I used, when I moved to England, I used to miss them. Yeah. You know, just looking at them, you know, because they tell you the weather, they tell you the mood of the, the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And a strong nature. So, yeah, here the nature is not, you know, doesn't have that characteristic. I would love her to have that experience, you know. Yeah. I think that it's relative. If you have a group of people that love each other and there is there is there is that connection, human connection that you have around. Mm-hmm. Whatever you are is good. Yeah. You know? That's true. So just I what, will, whatever I, you make it. Yeah. I mean, and there is going to be cultural things that are going to be completely different, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, so in a way, I'm worried more about that what we are together, are we doing okay and yeah. we're happy with each other? Yeah. You know, rather than... The other things are convenient. I mean, I didn't move to Denmark because I wanted to be here, but uh, I'm here and I'm doing yeah. the best of it. Yeah. So I will do the same if I am in Chile. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things. I well, well, There is a reason why I left, no? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wasn't totally fulfilled with yeah. it. Um, so, I don't know. I think I think I used to have a, for a short period of time, I have a, a teacher in university. Yeah. That was doing a course that was called Magical Writing. His name was Alejandro Jodorowsky. Yeah. Alejandro Jodorowsky did a lot, did, did a, did a, a, a few amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, we were talking about this because I wanted to leave at some point. That was at the time that I was thinking, oh, I want to go somewhere else. And I remember he said, like he, when he went to Paris yeah. to study, he used to have a black book with all his notes of everyone that he knows and phone numbers and addresses or whatever he had at that point. And he said, I'm so tired of this country, I'm leaving. And he went into the boat, because at that point you need to take a boat to go to mm-hmm. Europe. And he threw the black book in the water and said, I'm never coming back. And then he said, like, that was stupid, because wherever you go, the same goals are going to yeah. follow you. Yeah. And I experienced that, you know, I moved to England. I saw, oh, great, I'm in London now, great mm-hmm. party and stuff. After two years, the same yeah. the same problems that you feel with the environment comes in. So yeah. it's, 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 yeah, I hope that explains a lot. <laughs> when you grew up in Chile, there are some traditions that are uh, important to you. Um, for example, for me, Thanksgiving uh, eating together with the family and turkey dinner. Um, are there any traditions that you want to bring up or uh, celebrate with Gabriella and your family here in Denmark? Oh, you got... Uh, I'm bad with all of them. No? <laughs> I'm not very into... 
I think tradition is important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not. It's just something that is, doesn't never come natural to me. You know, like I forget birthdays. Yeah. Tell that to my mom that I yesterday I should have called her. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget birthdays. They totally disappear from even my birthday. If I'm not putting attention, I might not even. I'm bad with Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not. I'm never getting the mood to go. Ah, oh, let's do Christmas, man. You know. <laughs> It's, so it's just not you. You're same, not the traditional like and, let's decorate the house. <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah. I, I am. I am not that guy. And it's not that necessary. Yeah. Then sometimes I go, sort of like, oh, this is so about buying and stuff. Yeah. But in reality, it's because it's just not you. No. So for instance, celebrate what the Independence Day in Chile. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. Let's celebrate it if you are in Chile. Yeah, not here. You know, That's because like 4th because of July here. How would you translate <laughs> that emotion or the yeah. massacre in the street of all the drunk people that's going, Bleh. Yeah, You can't translate that to your living room. We are celebrating the yeah. 18th of September. Yeah, that's And we're going to get pissed. <laughs> for, I think for me, it, this question's coming from because I try to celebrate Thanksgiving and then 4th of July here with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, a last question before we wrap this up. Um, mm. Do you find it difficult to navigate in Denmark as parents since you have three cultural influences in the household? Uh, you f- being from Chile, Anna being from Poland, and then you guys raising uh, Gabriella in Denmark. Uh, does it, Do you find it difficult having um, to navigate with three cultural influences? Like you said earlier, Uh, Gabriella is getting your Latin attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any cultural clashes that g- goes on? Mm, well, yeah, Chileans, Chilean sense of humor doesn't necessarily fall into Polish category of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Because we have a dark sense of humor, man. Same for Denmark, though they have. Dark yeah, stuff. yeah, but that's what I get along with Danes <laughs> a lot. I actually do. Uh, we like to annoy you. We will point all your little details that are bad, all your flaws. Yeah, you know, you, you, we will point them out to you, and we will laugh. <laughs> you know, that's Chileans for you, and uh, you know. So if you're not aware of some of your flaws, don't worry. I will make you know in some point. <laughs> you thank you them. thank you uh, for that so but no I, I don't think so I think sometimes it's harder to navigate it's harder to navigate the more like I don't know what to do if you need to apply for money or yeah. like you know like those sort of that is the difference of culture because you're so used to those one culture way mm-hmm. that things work I think that's the only thing that is hard but the rest is easy okay so any uh, wrapping this up any tips for international dads living in Denmark on how to navigate living here as a new parent or as a parent yeah happy wife happy life <laughs> that is true yes I agree with that Thank you so much for being a part of this show and sharing your experience as being an international dad. Um, lastly, my story of getting stuck in my boots. Um, I've been telling you a story about you know eating my ki- kids' candy, but the other night I actually got stuck in my boots because they were too small. Uh, my calves grew a little bit from eating all the candy. So that is my story. T- tune in next week and uh, for my next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.